0: This is Charlie Barnes. Thanks for joining us on the Building Cape Cod podcast. Today's guests are Josh Mark with CMS Landscape and Nathaniel B. Chase with Nathaniel B. Chase Carpentry. All right. Well, you want to introduce yourself, Dane? Tell me a little bit about your business. All right. um, I'm Nathaniel
1: Chase. I own Nathaniel B. Chase Carpentry, which is a small residential uh, carpentry outfit here in Bourne. Work on the Upper Cape mostly. Um, started back when I was in college. Uh, so I've been doing it for just about 20 years. Curious. Yeah, I know. 20 came up quick. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, I had my 20-year high school reunion, and I was just like, it's happening. <laughs> so um, I started with a company at Bourne. He's since retired named Mark Mahoney. Um, how I found, how I got to work with him. My father um, knew him. And just when I came home from college, one, uh, end of this year, he's like, I got a job for you. You can be a carpenter. <laughs> and I've done it a couple times with other family friends, but just, you know, a uh, quick, like a couple weeks and then go do something else. And I enjoyed it. The crews were great. So you, you got into carpentry in college? Um, heavy. I was working, yeah. I worked for a, a couple weekends here and there, but yeah. So right around 18, when okay. I came home, like yeah. 18, 19, that, you my freshman year, yeah, okay. I started working with Mark Mahoney. And, um, yeah, I loved it. It was great. You're working outside. You know, you're creating things. Just a camaraderie amongst the crews. We were working on... I was working
0: on a crew of about six. It's as close like, to playing a sport as it can be. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was awesome. It was, I phys- it. It was yeah. physical. Yeah. You got some energy out. You know, or you're working in the sun. You know, it was... I
0: enjoyed it. It was summertime, not winter.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was exactly... You know, it was yeah. exactly... Yeah. That's yeah. a different game. You go to the beach after work. You'd uh, just... It was just a, a real idealistic time and um I fell in love with it and I did you know I did the full you know college thing and the whole time I was in college I always worked on the weekends and came back for the summer of course and uh yeah I just fell in love with it and college I didn't really wasn't really you know my thing sure I finished it on my mom's request <laughs> <laughs> barely <laughs> but um, I did yeah she she made me stick with it But I, you know, right through around my, uh, you know, I was 20, my sophomore year, I knew at the end of that, I was like, you know, I'm probably going to be a carpenter with a college degree, so just a good vacation for four years, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I started, yeah. Nice. Nice. Josh? Josh?
2: Well I'm a I'm a landscaper with a uh psychology degree. So I appreciate where you, where you're coming I'm from. I'm a <laughs> in psychology and, and I think that's unique cuz I'm a carpenter with a uh, psychology as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Psychology was uh, one of the easier courses I think when the, uh, at UNH. So that was my path of least resistance. Yeah, okay. Um uh, I'm Josh Mark. Uh it's we're, we're uh with CMS Landscape. Uh my father started the business in 1973. So um yeah, we've been doing it for a long time. Um, I guess I've been doing it since uh, the the child labor laws were different back in the day. So uh, they're uh, dragging you at eight, like yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope he doesn't get in trouble for that special education over. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so um, that that was the question, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. All right. So, Nick, nee, you kind of touched on this, like you knew. You knew you wanted to do this after you you started doing this your freshman year. Like that was like the driving factor. Having these experiences with the guys, being at a different job site, you know, every couple of weeks, being outside, the team effort, like that that was a driving force.
1: Yeah, and again, the creating things. Like, yeah, we like you know work a week case, or so, it, and then yeah. walk away, and you know that house is fully trimmed, sided windows, in.
2: that was you know very gratifying for me. Yeah. Did you have a point that you knew? So we uh, – I don't know when I knew that I wanted to do it. But ours
0: was a lot out of need. Okay. You know, did you go right into it after school? Like, did you get so, out of school and go to work? Yeah, so I did it and since it was, I was a little kid. I used yeah. to
2: push to the small part of the, the 20-inch mower because sure. I couldn't reach the uh, the, <laughs> the upper part. Um, my, fa- we, my father started – he was he worked part-time. Okay. Uh, so he worked at uh, Sears, uh, okay. which is a retail – yeah. A lot of people probably don't. don't know but it used to be like a big retail uh, sure. store. You could buy a house from Sears. You mall. could buy a house from Sears, yeah. Uh um, the mall is going to Sears. Yeah, so so, so so we would just uh we would uh try and help him out on uh on the weekends and, and that kind of thing. Uh my brother and I. And um so we were just trying to pay the bill, honestly. Sure. And then uh he lost his job with Sears and we brian and i were in college okay so we had to make a big push sure because we had we had some uh, we had some big bills to pay. yeah
0: so um Didn't let you go to unh for free on that golf scholarship
2: right? yeah no i, I wasn't quite good enough uh still still not but okay <laughs> so um yeah so so we i guess i i've always enjoyed it uh but the, the genesis of it was more out of a need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we just had to pay the. Pay. I mean, it's we had pretty, to figure
0: out that it's to pay pretty the impressive pay. what you guys have. You know, made it out of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. My so my brother and I uh, bought the company off my father probably about ten years ago now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we thought he'd have a hard time like um, stepping away. Right. But my brother had uh, a couple of kids, and uh, then uh, he just went right. Occupied homes. homes. Yeah, he yeah. went right into the grandparent mode. Okay. Um, and that's actually worked out quite well for for Michelle and I now. Um, he he spends a lot of time with our kids. Yeah. So it's it's pretty it's special, tough. pretty special. Um, yeah. So I think the question: When did I know I wanted to do it? Yeah. I think I always kind of knew, but uh, but they but the, but the genesis was was more There's necessity track. for force. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I do I do enjoy it. Uh, it it is a it's a it's a good
0: profession. Okay. I'm Charlie Barnes with Barnes Custom Builders. Um, I've been in business since, like, Um And I started getting into the trades when I was, like, 15 years old-ish. Like, it just was too young to drive, and I remember getting picked up to go to work. And you know, I had a similar kind of experience. I started framing houses for a local guy in Falmouth. And I think after the first week of work, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. You know what I mean? Um, back then, we were doing a cape, roofed inside it every two weeks. And it was just like wow. the most insane thing I'd, I'd ever done. You know, That's Like impressive. It was obviously two by four walls. You didn't have to have insulation like you do now. And, you know, codes are very different then. But like at the end of, uh, you know, a month's period of time, like you had a couple of houses to look at. And it was like super wild. Um, so I'd say that, like, in that age group into high school like I got really heavy into shop class and making stuff I, I knew that I wanted to like build houses like I think even before I went to college you know um, and then I kind of did the same as you guys I went to I went to school for forever um and you know Dr. Barnes are you Dr. supposed Barnes. to go to school for just four years I'm, I'm not clear on that it really depends, it really depends on what you got going on right um that's the overachievers kid yeah
1: is. you know I had four it's years going on myself too
0: um And I, I was fortunate enough to like, uh, do trimesters at school. So like I would work in the summertime, I'd stack my schedule certain days that I could sneak out and do the thing. And then in winter, you know, winter time, we had a whole semester that I would, uh, go, go to work. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of what I've been into for a very long time. Um, and it's, it's, it's that team mentality. It's like playing, it's like playing high school football or lacrosse. You like get a bunch of the boys together or, your teammates and, you know, you're, you're thriving off of that energy. It's, uh, it's fun. You know? That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, you mentioned Mark Mahoney, right? And like one of my questions for you guys is like, you know, is there a company or person that you idolized as you were coming up into this, you know, into this career path or like even as a young guy, I- I'm sure it's like your dad, right?
2: Yeah. For me, it was, yeah, my, my father was, a he was a, a workhorse. should sure. just, he had, to had do it yep he had to do it but he loved it too and yeah. he uh he 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 got a lot of joy out of it um I think my mother gets under under uh the in the story um typically because she okay. she was always uh working the books yeah making sure uh everyone got called back you know all the all the nuanced things that um, need to happen that need to happen yeah
0: yeah the need not want sometimes yeah like yep yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah the hard thing yeah Chrissy got to call him back, you know. So she was, she was a, uh, she was a great uh, role model in that. Son for twelve hours so it's like Yeah, yeah,
1: right. it's When you're so focused on just getting the job done, sure. you can lose track of, you know, yeah. of keeping the bills going out and being paid and all those sure. things. And it's, it takes, you know, you know, my wife has done that for me for a while until I, you know, got to count the last couple of
2: years. And mm. it's a critical part. Absolutely, yeah. It's interesting. Right? Uh, you get into the trade because you, you, the joy of building the the house. <laughs> you don't know about all the other stuff behind the scenes that that, 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 that has to happen. It has to happen. It's, yep. it's, it's non negotiable, right? Not at all. But some... so yeah, my mom was uh, really critical in, in in that piece, and she still works with us today.
0: Mm, okay, yeah. so oh, really? mom's the idol.
2: Yeah, I we'll give it to mom on this. Yep. <laughs> right. That works.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, we talked about Mark Mahoney. So, like, I had a buddy in high school that would, uh, after we'd get out of school, you know, you get out at 2, 2, 2.15, he would fly down to Northbound with a Percasset or whatever and go work for Mahoney. Mm -hmm. And as an outsider looking in, I was always, like, completely blown away by these guys doing, like, old-school craftsmanship, hand-nailing everything. Like, you know, you picture almost like a, a block planer or a rasp to tune things up, and it was, like, super traditional craftsmanship and i i always like was very into that kind of style and you know what that looked like so like you know that that was somebody that i always was like oh that's that's the company you know and then later on meeting you and you you know growing up working there mm-hmm. was like super cool um i think one of the others when i was younger you know being a found guy was like ch newton was huge and pretty prominent back then outside of the estate care know hitting the like the penzians and the west falmouth chabby and all that um doing like these crazy shingle style houses um and knowing a couple of guys that worked on framing crews for those those companies like they were doing just such outside the box stuff with like flares and round stuff so i'd say that those two guys really were like uh some of the companies i looked up to yeah that's cool well that like touch base on what you
1: said about like having a block plane Stuff like that. Like, that was a part of the tool that you had to have. in your back. So, right? you, yeah. you were hand nailing everything. When I was yeah. working for that company, you know, I had other friends that were framing and doing all these things. And I didn't use a framing gun for half the things that I, we used it, but we were hand nailing the bottom of our, our walls, our sure. framed walls. And I remember I'd go work weekends with, you know, other carpenters that were working, you know, and they're like, all right, go build that wall. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is going to take too long, and it was just a, a practice that was a little dated. True. Sure. it was it, it, it worked well, but it was not as the most efficient way mm-hmm. to build a wall in modern you know technology. You mm-hmm. know, with you know
0: traditional framing that we do now, I think that it's one of those things that like I've seen out in the industry forever. Is like you give a guy a hand nail to go like toenail something or put a rafter and tack it in and like. You know right away if you can't toenail a stud or a, a rafter in a place and that thing's not walking all over the place, they got they got no idea how to use these things. You know well what that's you?
1: it just to <laughs> hey, when I have guys come work for me yeah. and you know, whether we go to use a hammer besides, you know, ripping something apart, sure. Yeah. They don't quite know how to use it. It's, it's you know, they can shoot a nail from boys. Right? They can shoot yeah. a nail real good and they know how to tow it all and stuff like that, but when they come to set it with their hammer, it's a, a skill that's not nearly as used as it used to be. Yeah. Nobody needs
0: 23 ounces of steel, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, all right, so, I, I, you know, going down this path, you know, we're, we're super fortunate to live in you know, and work on the Cape. Um, and it comes with its challenges. So, like, what do you find are some of the hardest things that you deal with on the day-to-day being on this island?
2: Yeah, so I think that... Um... I think things have improved a bit, but labor is uh, one of our bigger challenges. Um, sure. We have a great team. We have worked really, really hard at it um, to to build and to keep the team. Um, but I think that as uh, the the capes getting so expensive, right. and it, and it's just it's hard to keep and attract uh, young talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's one of our one of our bigger bigger challenges.
1: Right, agree completely. Yeah, that, that has got to be the number one challenge to sure. um everyone thinks that you know they can work for a little bit and then they go they're all you know they always have they're looking to see where the next job is especially for a small company like me i can only offer so much right really? and you know each year i'm offering more and more just to keep up you know and try to keep it more attractive to work for my company um but it's really hard everyone wants so much and with the skills they're coming with Especially with the younger carpenters, you know, when I'm ta- I'm talking like a 30 year old carpenter, which is not that young. Right. These are skills you're expecting out of someone who is in their, you know, mid to early 20s. Right. Late and, teens, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you know, the, and they want top dollar, and you know, and you eventually you got to pay close to it because you just need the help because doing a trade sure. you can't do it by
0: yourself. Sure. Yeah. And then you, I find you're following through a lot of people to find that right. Fit. You get, and then you got to perform for the customer too so there's a certain expectation of oh, like yeah. you know timeline and you know fit and finish um you know i i remember like going into school and you know like making that decision say like you're 15 16 whether you go to college and stuff and like there was a mass exodus like you know um school with like 1500 people and i think out of my graduating class i had like one or two friends that didn't go off to school sure you know so like that whole you know, migration off Cape. And then it doesn't come back. Like, I feel like once they got off Cape and they went to Boston or New Hampshire or We're... whatever, like they, they weren't coming back to come live here, you know? And I, I think it was different then where like, you didn't come back and live at your folks house like, you, mm-hmm. you know, kids are doing now. Mm. Um, so I think that's a, a huge, huge challenge. Um, I mean, I still see it at the Vogue level. Like we tried to capture some of those kids and They'd rather go to school for an extra week than go to work. Uh, which is yeah. mind boggling. Mind boggling. You get paid. Like, because you do yeah. pay them, right? Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, if you told me I could skip a, a week's right. school every oh, other week gosh. to get paid, I'd like, see you later. Absolutely.
1: I, that's how I first started because I wasn't sure I could keep a full time carpenter. So I'm I'll right. take two Vaux kids, one junior one week and a senior the yeah. other week. Oh, yeah, so them on. And um, it was an epic fail. Yeah. You know, they just, I mean, they're kids. Right. So you take it with a grain of salt, but it's. uh. They were just, one just didn't have a car. He told me he had a car, and then it comes time to Sunday night. He calls me, he's like, you know what? I don't it's actually have just a car, that. so I cannot come to do <laughs> it, was like, oh, it.
2: was bad and his
1: I'm like, really? I mean, like, at one point, did you feel like you we're going to have it? Harvard the <Law and>, uh- <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I thought I was, and it just didn't turn out like It's going to happen, and um, the other one just never showed up. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's- and. You so, know, I've heard some great success stories, too, with vo kids, too, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, I think I just had, you know, not every, they're kids.
0: Right? I, we all know how we were when we were right. 16 and 17. Yeah. You need you need a mentor and somebody to keep you in line and all that, and, you know, getting put in the box is probably be pretty hard, you know. Yeah. What's the best part about working here? Cape Cod. It's Cape Cod, yeah. It's
1: Cape Cod that's, yeah. 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 There's a lot of people coming in. Well, what's that mean to you? Um,
0: Like, what's Cape Cod mean? Like, you know.
1: Well, work for just like yeah. Well, well, what makes it the best part about being well? This the influx of people from other, you know, from Boston, Connecticut, New York, you know, wherever coming here to vacation. And when you go, where do you go? What do you do when you're on vacation? You spend a lot of money. And if you have a rental home or an income property, or if it's your you know residence, you know, you got to maintain these things. And typically, if you have enough money to afford a second home, you can. Afford to keep it up. It's your showpiece. Yeah. 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 And you're proud of it, right? Yeah. In the trades, that's phenomenal for us. Right. And yeah, so you have that extra, in addition to just all the maintenance work that, you know, just the average homeowner needs or who lives here year round. So you have that extra, you know, secondary home. That's, I mean, as a business, to me, that's, you know, a couple extra square feet. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't find a better place to do a trade than Cape Cod. I mean,
2: yeah. So for me, I think, uh, when I was thinking Cape Cod, it's more. I'm an outdoors guy. Yeah, so I love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I love I love to be outside. You know, for in my, in our uh, in our world, we get to be outside a lot and uh, you know enjoy the enjoy nature. And I think that the, the Cape to me is one of the most beautiful pieces of the planet. You know, a, I've been fortunate enough to travel quite a bit, and I got sucked right back in here. I I vowed I wasn't coming back to the Cape. But uh, it is—it's just a—it's a very special piece of the planet. In my mind. Sure. Um, that, and I would say um, the team—you uh, know—just to be able to watch what they produce and and uh, interact with with our team on, on a daily basis is is pretty special. Nice.
0: Um, I, I'm kind of on on the Nate side here. Like, I feel like on the Cape specifically, we have like such a heritage of like craftsmanship from like guys making boats in their garages to, like, you know, working on these houses that there's, like, I feel like a different caliber of craftsmanship that happens specifically here, and I think it's in relation to, like, multi-generational homes and some of these, like, really ornate trim styles and mm-hmm. house stylists, you know, that creates a certain kind of work. Um, and I, I think it's really unique, and it's pretty cool. Like, if you go on social media and some of these other outlets and you kind of look at building and carpentry across like the the general dynamic of like you know the country i think that we have like a really special thing going on here um mm-hmm. and it goes even to the outside you know areas like i've been in people's backyards that just mind with yeah. like the stonework and the pools and like the walls and it's things that you wouldn't see in a a southern florida or like uh Middle of America, or some of these cities, right? Like, uh, and I've got to go around and meet a bunch of other builders across the country and stuff. And I feel like generally we're just that little kind of boutique, if you would. And I, th- I think we, that's pretty. Simple. We probably shouldn't tell anybody about how great it is, right? <laughs> Come on down.
2: Let's keep that. secret. <laughs> There's still not coming. <laughs> um,
0: so. What's your biggest influence in your industry at this point? Like, I feel like, uh, you know, knowing you, you're not a, a social media dude. You're not like on Instagram. We're, we're trying, at... we're trying to get better at that, but it's not my gig. Yeah. So, like, what's what's your influence in your, in your trade and your your market? Like, what uh what do you look for as a resource to like up and coming design wise or like. Product-wise, so uh, so we
2: have some really good um, associations in okay. the in the landscape world. Um, so there's the Cape Cod Landscape Association. Um, there's a Massachusetts Association, and then there's a national, uh, the National Association of Landscape Professionals.
0: You guys are pretty involved.
2: Yeah, yeah. My brother is on the the board of the Cape uh, yeah. Cape Cod Landscape Association. Uh, Do you have a presidency run here? or What? I don't know. I mean, uh, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Actually, I think he's probably lined up for it, but um so so we do get a lot of education uh out of those organizations um interestingly my 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 father didn't put a lot of value in that stuff uh back in the day because he we was so busy uh work working. Right? yeah like we, we just had to pay the bill mm-hmm. um it's something that we've made an uh an earnest effort in the last probably 8 to 10 years to really get involved in and uh it's definitely paying paying dividends sure so i would say that those associations are, are great but also our, our vendor partners right um, they're always bringing us new uh new products new ideas um i think they're they're pretty powerful on that too
0: okay i know you're you're into the social stuff and kind of you know
2: yeah so
0: i'm you know
1: much smaller outfit and uh but just going online and following different carpenters but not just in this region you know out west and uh, what they're doing in um the Northwest and you know out there they're building crazy things with the red cedars and all that watching how they build and there's such a wet climate which Cape Cod seems to be wetter and wetter each year Mm -hmm. and the tips and techniques I get from just following these people as they show how they you know do weatherproofing and all that stuff and just other how they trim and stuff is slightly different so I take some techniques from that and just the old one they you know if you work with an older carpenter you just, sure. it's just value, yeah, you know, absolutely. just to watch them. And cause there's a lot of ways to do it And some ways are quicker, some ways take a little bit longer, Just but to get to that same Avenue and, mm-hmm. you know, you find the way that, you know, fits best for you. And so that's probably, you know, the two ways that I find the best most recently.
0: You know, what you're saying really resonates, right? Like, uh, we, we worked together for, you know, a bunch of different projects. And we had a guy that we were working with this guy, TK and, uh, He taught us how to do things that were, like, outside the norm, right? So, like, I remember framing this roof with you, and, like, he taught us how to snap it out on the ground and bring it into 3D and use all the angles on the the lines. And, you know, fast forward, you know, 10 years down the line, social media starts making, you know, a play in the industry, and there's this guy in California that's a, a framer, and they're cutting all their roof packages in a warehouse and then shipping them to the job and they go together. And it's like the same same ideology that this guy had. And this guy's now figured out that, like, I can do these complex roofs that most people can't figure out and I can do it in the comfort of the shop. Right. And then ship the thing down the road and then even teach other people how to do it. And to me, that's just, like, absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. And then to, to be able to, like, stack an entire warehouse full of roof rafters and not even, like, put a ridge up or whatever it's just like incredible yeah these aren't single ridge Yeah, me. no they're like, <laughs> and like you know there's another guy in New York that does it that there's they're huge hip roofs with like live valleys and everything and like you gotta be a friggin math wizard and I'm sure that that guy didn't think he was gonna be a math wizard at one point right. you don't, you don't um, think I'm gonna hear the word trigonometry too much no, no. <laughs> this yeah. Guy, yeah he's spewing practical application yeah right? well and that's the other thing. I mean imagine having that that tool in your tool belt when you're a kid like Practical application of like you know, yeah, trade, yeah, yeah, it's um, Look it's a game changer. Um, what's your ideal project? So, is it remodeling? Is it like additions? Is it um, uh,
1: well, maintenance? That's also one of the things I really enjoy the trade. for This trade, being a carpenter, um I do everything. So, a new construction. That that moment, it's great. But if I did like five new constructions in a row i might get all wiped out then we'll throw a deck in there then we'll go you know do some windows sidewall a house and you know put an addition on maybe take out a load-bearing wall another one but the variety is my ideal job in this trade you know because i don't get stuck in on the tediousness of one thing for me it's to some people you know the trades really broken down into segments now you have frame reciders where I couldn't imagine going and doing finish work every single day. Yeah. So I mean, that's the same thing. Everyone's like, I just want to be a finished carpenter. But I mean, you you give me finish work for a month and a half, two months. Yeah. I'm dying to go outside and right. you know, frame a little bit. Yeah, you know, get lift up. So that's the thing that I the appeal of my ideal job is just the variety you know,
2: switching it up a little bit. What about you? Hard, right, uh, yeah. Artscapes, maintenance, like what's uh a... I tend to be more of a uh, on the construction side of the house. Our our company uh we do a lot of high end residential uh, care for for our clients yeah um so we do a lot of that um i like more of the the build side of the the world so we're talking like pools and walls pools and walls yeah. and patios and plants i love plants you know okay so i heard you say the the walls and the pools earlier i was gonna uh chime in and say you know there's some great plants out there you should be observing as well <laughs> fiscus? <laughs> fiscus. ficus, ficus? <laughs> um but i i do really like the um uh, mixing it up as well you know it's fun to that's that's a great thing of the trades
1: people yeah really is, is yeah. you're not just you know doing one thing day in and day out there's so many opportunities just at each individual trade yeah. and in project to
2: project yeah you know, it's uh it's it's always uh...
1: what i always found interesting about you know your hardscapes is the like, you know we build this house on this rough lot and water the whole time we're framing it is just pumping against the foundation and then companies like yours will come in and make sense of that sure get drainage yeah get pitch yeah. Get walls to retain. So instead of we're having a you know a steep slope, you know now we can have a flat area. But you know that is what I'm always impressed with the landscaping at the end because these sites are so rough and they're just a mess while we're working on them. And then you know your companies come in and make absolute sense. We put the the frame on your beautiful picture. I think exactly, and you'll make the house functional because if it wasn't. You know for that you, you couldn't live in these houses because the water would be going into the basement, it would just be too much against the house, and we just couldn't keep it away. you know no waterproofing would have
2: protected it enough unless you can shape the land mm-hmm. to keep it away from the house I think one of the other uh pieces that it, it, there's uh, gratification at the end of the day you yeah, like you 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 put in a good unfortunately, I don't get to be in the field nearly as much as I used to be, but uh yeah when I got into it, like that was the thing. Even if it was mowing the lawn, you'd you finish mowing the lawn and you'd look back and like, somebody snap a chalk line on it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like, yeah, perfect line. Right, you know? yeah. That, but that the joy of uh, creating something and, and that gratification of uh, seeing what you accomplished at the end of that.
0: <clears throat> I feel like my ideal project now is like something that <clears throat> is like heavily design oriented. Like I, I wanna be involved in the design process from the beginning to kind of facilitate the build or the end product and like not have as much outside influence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really like, I've started to enjoy that a lot more yeah, that's in cool. years. Um, Put your stamp it. Yeah. And then like, you know, things like what I've, I've always seen a divide is like, you know, you go and do the house project and then like landscaping and that never like really meld together. Sure, sure. And I feel like there's such a, there's, such an important integral piece to making those things go together at the right timing and having them be like completely separate sometimes like doesn't facilitate the job very well you know what I I mean mean? um but I I, we've done a bunch of outdoor projects lately and like it's super fun um it's like that secondary little piece that yeah gets me going now
2: I think you're yeah and you have a you have a Unique ability to see the whole picture, right? Right. So you, you've been in this uh, in the trade for a long time. I think you know a homeowner can show you something on Pinterest and and say this is kind of what I'm looking for. Right. You can design and envision and, and get it. Better.
0: Yeah. How do you make what they like out of that? You know, real time. Um, I mean, super challenging sometimes. And sometimes you see the you see the direction you can run with it. Um,
2: but you also pick up on a bunch of little things that they'll
0: never never revenue, go, go yeah. right like yeah. yeah we were just having this talk the other day about uh a driveway layout and like you know i think your take was if we put a fence here where do i plow the snow yeah you know? right. and today it happens right. to be snowing so that, like it makes sense but like i feel like in that same exercise you're looking at warranty issues or things that don't jive right a door hitting something you know it's all those like things that you bled and you know had to rip out or mess with that like you know have your uh your area of expertise kind of get layered you know sure sure it's cool
2: and we've learned a, we've learned a bunch uh in, a, in our business through mistakes right like we, we made, a you, few, yeah.
0: made a few made a few yeah yeah,
2: yeah we fortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we paid that price a few times but you you learn from those and then then you don't make the mistake again and you can help your your client avoid those mistakes i think
0: so my last little question here is uh, it kind of pertains to the cake, right? And I feel like we're in a very interesting spot in that. Um, so, like, where's your area of work? And I know that a lot of guys have, like, specific places that they work because it's a logistical exercise or, like, the people they work with work in this area or, like, their clientele is. Are you just a born guy? Are you born in Falmouth? So, so yeah, we we tend to stay upper. You Cape. Go to the Iron Mountain. We stay away
2: from the Iron Mountain to the okay. extent possible. We do go on on occasion, uh, but there is a, I mean, there's a a, a cost to going yeah. up the bridge. I mean, it's like it takes a lot of time, you know. Um, but yeah, I would say Upper Cape, born Falmouth sandwich, okay, uh, mash bean uh, to it, Littleville. That's kind of our our 45 minute radius, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, and we do we stay away from the islands, uh, yeah, the vineyard in Antuco, it's Mars. That, uh, yeah, you you, it's a different planet. Yeah, it's fun to uh visit, but I don't want to work there. (laughs) Um, same, Uh, I've been lucky
1: in, in the last several years to really keep it between Bourne and Falmouth, right? But if we go back a little bit. I was all over the map. Where sure. wherever sure. the job came in, and, and you know, but recently it's been the Upper Cape, specifically born in Falmouth. Um, that's where the jobs have been coming in and keeping you know me me going. But um, yeah, that's you know that's ideal because of the quick commute as well. Sure. Yeah.
2: And I think uh, to that point, you know, sometimes it's uh, your most profitable where it can be no right. Like to say no to a job that yeah. can be tempting right. Um, but if, it's, if it puts you out of your comfort zone or
1: well, your management tra- of a job, you you're know. traveling an hour to and from. Yeah. You know, that's when your guys are going to be, you know, showing up later. You know, you keep try to keep them in order on just keeping the job running efficiently. Mm-hmm. And then you're spending a lot more money commuting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't have to, which sometimes, like I said, the Cape's a great place to work. You know, you get your niche and your name starts getting out there more and more. It
0: becomes a community.
1: You, you, you're, yeah, you're a community builder. You're working in your community, which happens. What's the,
0: what's the market for bar? I've kind of been in the same boat. Like, uh, you know, Falmouth, Bourne, Kituut, um, you know, some Mashpee stuff. But we have customers that, you know, we've gone and done the Wellfleet thing. right sure. You know, like I get a customer that has a house, you know, off Cape, and we'll go deal with some stuff. But uh, it's taxing on the guys, I think, specifically, right? Like Sure there's always bridge work going on like in height of season there's traffic so like you know we did a project down in wellfleet and like getting the guys back to the cape in this way was taking like an hour and 45 minutes and yeah. like that's a super morale kill and it, like uh it's hard to do that grind for an extended period of time and still like right want to be excited about doing the work um and then being local to your community and that kind of thing, I think is super important too. Like that's your referral base and, mm-hmm. you know, your wheelhouse, like, uh, your vendors, your supply house, if they're all, you know, kind of close to your epicenter, like you can excel and do better work. I agree. You know, you. um, sending a, a guy to go project manager job in Boston, mm-hmm. like, you know, you got parking, you got so many different factors that like, I don't think that you're going to be able to give the right product. Right. You uh, know Exactly. Agreed. Cool. Well, I gotta say, thanks for your time, guys.
2: Charlie, this was fun. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for the invite. This was well, it was pretty cool. It's good to connect with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat.
0: Right, well, we'll have to do this again. Right. Cool. I'm on board.